I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Getting all the bad rules out first, guys. Don't worry. He's concentrating so hard to keep Ape Doran as Ape Doran. You have to remind me how to play this game. We're in this together, Doran. I did this all for that pun. Ah, our boulder. They totally stole it. The social contract is broken. We are done. Looks like he's going to get one off on us. 18's the number. 18's the number. Kryloff, no! Stupid scythe. Crouching giant apish Doran. He stands up fully exposed now. He lost his pants in the accident. <laughs> I was just going to say, erect. He's rock hard, as it were. Welcome back to Dice Shame. This is episode 115, A Stone's Throw. MVP this week is Fred Lazaro for his wonderfully eloquent review. Fred left us some very kind words on iTunes, which was easily the highlight of our week. Thank you so much, Fred. It's the holiday season. What better way to celebrate than spreading a little joy and happiness to your favorite podcasts? That's right. Leave them a review, share a thought, tweet your feelings, or recommend them to a friend. Nothing feels better than a kind word from a fan. All right, shall we do this? Yeah, let's do it. I was just looking at Alex's webcam and I noticed some color behind his head. Alex. Oh, it's red. Are you sitting in a gaming chair right now? <laughs> yeah, do you have a new gaming chair? <laughs> I am. Red makes it go faster. I bought a gaming chair. It's got Bluetooth in it. What? I, what? In Does the it chair? actually have Bluetooth in it? I swear to God. What for? For what though? I, like, I can plug it in. To, to what end? It, what for? So do you do you raise it and lower it with an app? I plugged in and it said something like powering on. It was like yelling. <laughs> There's what? A, it's, yeah, no. it's yelling. Your chair spoke to you. Uh, yeah. Powering on. Bluetooth yelling. <laughs> okay, so the story is like this. All right, you ready? Here's here's it gonna go from I'm zero to climax so and then cliff ending. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, Alex, okay. got three I needed a new office chair. My office chair became flat. 
I bought it like it was supposed to be a nice office chair. I bought it like two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. It, it, it became really flat, and it felt like I was sitting on cardboard by the end. Like it was just so uncomfortable, right? So I know the feeling. I'm yeah. looking around for office chairs, right? And uh, there was one that was on sale. It was like $80. I was like, oh, great. Out of stock everywhere, mm-hmm. right? And I'm sure it an $80 chair, whatever. So I'm looking, I'm looking. Every single chair that I could find after that was like $200, $300 plus. I'm like... What is going on in this world? Now, I understand that there's things out of stock and everything. <laughs> Inflation. But for a freaking chair. Oh, capitalism. capitalism. You know, like two, $300. Anyways. We so need to how, get into the chair business. How do you really saying. feel? Yeah. So we're, you know, I'm looking around, looking around. Then all of a sudden, you know, we get the Canadian Tire Flyer in the mail. And sure enough, there's this gaming chair that's normally $270. It's on for like 150 bucks. So I said, okay. well, fuck it. I'm buying it because it looks comfortable. You can't find this like plastic le- leathery stuff unless you go really high end with an office chair. It has its drawbacks. It's called a rocker. So literally, it rocks. That's what you need in an office chair is the ability to, to recline. Rock. Well, you know what? It doesn't like do a, the true recline where you know how you have a thing on the back mm-hmm. and you can recline and it stays there. It doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. It just rocks. Well, it's oh, not I a lazy that. boy. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, in other words, you didn't like your old chair. Yeah. You searched for a new chair, and then you bought this new chair. I found a gaming chair. <laughs> he prefaced it with, this story doesn't climax. No, but he promised that the story would build up before dropping to nothing, <laughs> not stay burbling the entire <laughs> time. <laughs> What's the feature? Well, the feature the feature is really, like, it, it's just got speakers, Built into the heads. Oh, like for your head. So, so it will speakers in the chair. I yeah, see. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, is it like surround sound then? Like, can you have it through your computer speakers as well as behind you? Well, like, that's the thing. No, I mean you can't oh. unless you buy a splitter. So it just yells at you from behind. Yeah. What you can do is plug your phone into it and then have it do like a like a playlist of someone saying Funny. really nice things to you. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Just positive whispering feedback. sweet nothings in your ear all day. You're doing great, Alex. You're so pretty. Office sounds going on in the background while I'm sitting here at work. Oh, know? that's the most depressing thing I've ever heard. <laughs> office I'll sounds just have like Wait, a water what? cooler and, and the other two hanging out over there. You've got it's office like... sound ambience coming out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's depressing. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a strange feature for a gaming chair, though, right? Because I've never once seen a gamer game without headphones. Well, right? I mean, I think gaming chair in scarecrows because I feel like a lot of the people that make these gaming things. Ooh, this is a gaming keyboard and a gaming. Don't get me wrong, I love them for certain reasons sometimes and sometimes they cross that Venn diagram of what you need and what you want yeah but I do think anyone uh, making chairs over the past 50 years has been like okay here's a segment of the market that spends a lot of time in front of their computer whether or not we understand that let's just pitch a gaming chair because that's going to appeal to them mm. because that just makes sense it's I will say this it. though I will say this because I do do a lot of work in my chair none of do do None of the office chairs I saw had like a back as high as this, right? Like I wasn't looking for a headrest. I didn't need a headrest. Yeah, that back goes all the way up. But you, you know what? Back. When I if am, we know anything about Alex, it's how much he likes to be high. When I read it, when I'm reading something, yeah, exactly. Well, when I'm reading something, <laughs> and I sit back, honestly, this is now like my new favorite chair because I'm sitting here, and I mean, I'm with you as a tall person. I don't get head support very often. It feels like I'm on a plane. You know, I mean, <laughs> planes are well known for their. Comfort. You know, the most comfortable place to be. I, what I mean is, God, I love planes. What I mean, 
But if you think about it, actually, if you think about it, if you had it, if we can all feel like we're on planes, I, I understand what you're saying that planes are uncomfortable. <laughs> but when you really think about it, if you took that plane seat out of a plane and put it in mm. your office, you've actually <laughs> got quite a comfortable chair. There's so many more comfortable, right? easier chairs that are in your living room, i.e., like a recliner to compare it to, and also a flotation device. Yeah, the 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 joy of Alex is when he brings these random weird <laughs> comparisons when there are so many closer at hand. You know, he's like a plane. But you know what? Know when you take the subway and you could just get rocked to sleep. Here's, <laughs> here's a TTC chair. Here's my question for you then. You know, have you guys ever bought something that was totally intended for maybe not an entirely different use, but a somewhat different use, but you bought it and use it for your, you know, your own That's purposes? That's a great question. That's a good question. That's what Alex. I thought. Thank you. You win question of the night. Ding, ding. You win one. Give him a prize. Pellet. Inspiration. Just an inspiration. Just inspiration. That was Justin, right in front of me. Just inspiration. It, it doesn't work in the game. But I was going to say, how does it work, Justin? <laughs> one reroll anytime you're not playing D&D. &D. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, I like that, Rob. Yeah. You get just inspiration, too. Mm. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, I, I actually recently bought a bunch of metal clamps. Uh, typically for woodworking. Oh, but like, you're you know, putting when them you on your them body. In, like vice Yeah, clamps? and I put them on my Nipple nipples clamps. to really teach me a lesson. You need mm. just a, enough no, torque. No, because, uh, and Justin will uh, sort of corroborate this. Too. I will collaborate uh, this. Stop. Collaborate. Listen. Well, sure, if you want. No, but, at, you know, when you're doing audio work, uh, you know, sometimes you want a quiet closet and i have shelves in the closet so what i'll do is i'll use them to clamp up blankets so mm. they're, and they're really like you know so you can hold a lot of they're right there i can, she see can corroborate i'm <laughs> yep. corroborating yeah, yeah. They're right there. yeah she's but obviously not the intention in fact the guy who dropped them off is like oh you're gonna do woodworking and i was like no just kidding that's that a fake story no one sees tell. people anymore <laughs> nobody says woodworking <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, but actually, I'd say I do that with stuff pretty often. Like I'm even looking right now at a small. I think it was originally a, like a box for buttons, and I took off the sides and I put like uh, RPG artwork. Well, actually, it's maps of Cthulhu, and I filled it with dice. Hello. I think as RPGers, I think we often repurpose things. Boxes are pretty multi-purpose. No, but that specifically was not intended for what I used it for, which was the question Alex had, was it not? No. I had Buttons? a shoebox that I put <laughs> no. slippers in. Dice. Yes. Well, what I mean to say is if you had a jewelry box and you didn't put jewelry in it, would mm -hmm. that not oh. sort of... Yeah, that's fair. I'm, that's I I'm use a, a cigar box as my jewelry box right now. There you go. In fact, I think I misspoke. I actually believe that box is a jewelry box originally. That's mm -hmm. I couldn't remember what it was, so I was like, Aha. but I think it's a jewelry box. A button I was box? Like, now that you say I've that. I've never seen a box that's specifically for buttons. I know. You right? know I think button boxes are just repurposed boxes. Every other box is a button box mm -hmm. at some point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not a jewelry box, which I've now corrected. That is what it was. And actually, I used for a long time a you know those really fancy sets of cutlery like you, you'll see them and they're these sometimes they're in this gorgeous rosewood and you open them up and they're all like laid out mm -hmm. I found one in the trash and I gutted it because the box was gorgeous and repurposed it so yes it was a repurposing of a box but the intention of it was 100% to like house cutlery like in a very presentated manner you know now it uses the old silverware. RPG documents well now I feel like I have to limit this question a little bit other than 
boxes. <laughs> what, what have you used to like? What do you have? And uh, sometimes yeah. I use. See, look at this. Look at this right here. Oh, Justin's got a mug, and he's using it to hold. Pens. Well, a mug is just a box without a top. <laughs> it's, it's a box with a handle. It's a waterproof box with a handle. Some boxes are waterproof. I think maybe we need to outlaw containers of any kind. <laughs> so when I first moved to Toronto. And I had mm-hmm. like two bags of stuff. I at one point bought a mattress, but I did I, the box spring wouldn't fit down into the crappy basement apartment that I was in. And so I built uh, a box spring out of a door and the cutoff pieces out of a desk that were shipping with it to put the bo- the mattress on Whoa. so that I was off the floor a little bit, but it was still sleeping on a door and a couple of random chunks of wood. And really pathetically slept on that for way longer than was was <laughs> for way longer. That's that's a life hack. I mean, it's not though. It's not it's not good to invite someone over and they climb on the bed and like, hey, what what's going on with your bed? And it's like, actually, it's a door. And this is that lump in my back. Oh, that's door. the doorknob. I didn't take it off. I feel real <laughs> good. About anything this can be repurposed if you're lazy enough. So there's a whole new ah, category ah. because realistically, you could be like, oh, yeah, I use plastic bags as shoes if you're like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, eventually, anything becomes what you need it to be if you just want it to. Is it a business card or floss? This backyard <laughs> is now a graveyard. Well, hold on. But why, why did you say lazy? Well, I don't think it's lazy. I don't think it has anything to do with laziness. I mean, sure, you could. What no. I mean to say is like, and I'm not, like this that. is in no like, way meant to be a comment on like Rob because I'm just commenting on the fact that like you could stack books and call that a footstool. You know what I mean? Like at any point, at what point does anything just become what you want it to be if you have enough of it or try it? When try you it. have imagination. It's like there's a saying about this, like necessity is the mother of invention or something. Like if there was a... Milk cartons <laughs> are the mother of invention. Necessity is the mother of... Conventions like Gen Con, I can corroborate that story. I can carotid arterate. Listen, can you I can corroborate that story? that story? I can cray law at that. <laughs> it's a very good question. I think the problem is it's one of those questions that sort of the whole idea of it needs limitations because because it does become very quickly, and I'm admitting my own faults here, very quickly, like, yeah, I repurpose, I refill water bottles. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes yeah. you realize it's like, okay, well, maybe, maybe the question is, have you bought something? How about? Not Have you done it in an interesting way, what and maybe just question? not a boring way, and then tell the good stories? Mm. Yeah, I, I didn't really either. No, no one's interesting no. here. I was out of good stories a yeah. hundred episodes ago. <laughs> I well, I mean, it, this wasn't me, but Alex's wife Karma bought a Bible for me that she carved out and uh, made a secret book for yeah. me. She turned it into a container. She bought it for a very. Ooh, she, she turned, turned it into, into a, a box, <laughs> which does not hold water. If you are creative you enough, enough you can turn yeah. just about anything <laughs> into a container. That's that's the, the real takeaway. Anything's a container. Yeah, Human body, know. container. Welcome to container class 101, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Old door, container. Talk to um talk to any stoner and I can guarantee that they've turned something into a pipe. Into a bong. <laughs> you know? A bong is just a yeah. container for smoke. That's true. And <laughs> Alex is sitting on a container for humans. There That's right. Go. A chair. Full <laughs> circle. Container. Whoa. Full circle. Got us there. Around right. the globe. Should we play some D&D, guys? Yes. Yeah. 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 Let's do it. Let's, Let's do play it. some D&D. 
So you've come down from the airship, leaving it a fair distance away in order to approach the burial mound safely. There are a number of stone giants that seem to be destroying it. And while you made a plan to approach cautiously, we ended last session having heard the stone giants call. They spotted you and are ready to fight Red. You are situated far back in the woods to the south, overlooking your friends. You are top of the order. What would you like to do? Yeah, I kind of love the idea that as they're crunching through the woods and they look up to see the giant maybe turn his head, but then an arrow just like sink into it, assuming that I hit. So we'll see what happens. (laughs) Let me tell you what I want to happen first. Now I'll roll for it. You you would be making fun of me for that, Harlan. No, I like it. You should make fun of me. I'm okay with that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that if it goes, I love that image. You do it to me. Maybe I'm not so soft. (laughs) All right. What? Never mind. So I'll be doing this with sharpshooter penalty. First attack of this round. Here we go. That would be a 23 to hit. Hey-o! You do hit. <laughs> nice. I got you back though, Rob. We have not done attacking in a while. No, we haven't. You have to remind me how to play this game. Actually, that's not even a joke. <laughs> 22 damage. Excellent. For the first hit. So the stone giant takes the arrow where? Right in the upper chest. Stone giant takes this arrow in the chest and stumbles back, then angrily picks up a boulder kind of hefts it to figure out how much brute force it needs to put into the throw and then launches it at you, Doran. Like a shot put? That's about it. Looks like he's going to get one off on us. Be prepared to jump. That's a 19 to hit you, Doran. That does hit. Damn it. Do we have any cover within the trees here? These are just bare trees. You're probably going to have to say, like, I'm going to hide... It hits me. It hits Doran. The boulder flies through the evening air with a whistling sound, and it hits you, dealing 22 damage. Oh, God. Make a strength saving throw. Oof. I'm not using that fucking dice again. (laughs) That is going to be a 20, a dirty 20. Great. Yep, so you take that damage. And then the stone giant moves. I mean, it's he's a big giant, so you can see his intention is to take cover. <laughs> you can still see him pretty good. Yeah, like cronk. Red, what do you do? You see this huge boulder fly out of the sky and nearly flatten your dwarf friend. Yeah, I'm going to pull back and loose another arrow. Can I see yet if the other giants are noticing this? You can definitely spy on the giant that is on the second tier of this island. That's the one that had picked up the boulder and was like, ah, our boulder. They totally stole it. Um, That one is craning his head trying to see what's going on, what's causing, like there was a a shout of pain from his friend. What's that raucous? At least one is becoming aware. Cool. Yeah, Red will pull back and fire again. Um, That would be a 15 to hit. No. Damn. And I'll fire again, Mm -hmm. this time with penalty. Nope, that's a two. Not rolling well tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Jack, what do you do? Jack looks over at Doran and says, you ready? Am I ready for what? To pick that boulder up and throw it right back at him. Oh, you're going to do it? Let's do it. And Jack 
pulls out Dazan's wand and points it at Doran and says those arcane words, and Doran starts to grow and grow and grow until he is giant size. Good vocal distortion. Very good. (laughs) Well, thank you. Then Jack sort of strafes to the west to try and get a little bit of distance, get a little bit closer to see what he can what he can do. He's trying to stay in the trees for cover. You're gonna take the thirty feet, full thirty feet west. Uh, yeah, like northwestish, somewhere in there. Cool, cool. Uh, and Kieran's sort of sticking by Doran to see to see what he can do to help out. And Azar holds his staff overhead, and misty, shimmering gray dust seems to just start to fall out of his staff as he shakes it. And as the dust lands on his shoulders and his earmuffs, he just starts to vanish. He's abandoned us! <laughs> Run away! Kraloth, what do you do? Kraloth is going to step forward, equidistant between Doran and Jack, and still in front, well, Actually, he doesn't know that he's in front of Endazar. <laughs> you hear Endazar's little old man voice like, oh, oh, pardon. And I see his footsteps in the snow behind me. That's uh-huh. right, you do. And I hold up my shield and prepare it to dodge any uh, stones that might come flying my way. Very cool. Cool uh, action so far. Doran, in his giant ape-like form picks up the rock that the giant threw at him mm-hmm. and angrily like donkey kong whips it back at the giant uh let me naturally sky pony kong so you're rolling with disadvantage right because you're beyond your first range increment. i was just about to do that how far am i i think he's beyond the second increment isn't he yeah so you can't actually hit okay so I, i'm gonna run up first though do it my speed is 40 excellent so doran turned into a great ape picks up the boulder that hit him and runs dashing through yes. the trees ending on the far side of the bank <laughs> nice <laughs> Doran and Red you both watch from your vantage points one in a tree and one perched atop a giant body as the stone giant on the second tier the one holding this boulder begins to come towards you taking these long intimidating steps man what do i want to do man what do i want to do the giant holds the boulder up to the sky and then points at the giant ape then like a diver slipping into a pool, his form collapses into the rocky burial mound and he becomes one with the stone. Did he leave the bowl behind? Yes. Nice. Oh, I thought it was a boulder. It is a boulder. I thought you said bowl. He called it a bull. Uh, bull, like bulls. You can understand my confusion. <laughs> All right, top of the order, we got stone giants. Stone giants. Yeah. No further boulders fling their way towards you across the riverbank. You hear the heavy footfalls of giants moving in the distance, but you don't see them anymore. None of them? They all seem to have crouched down behind this first tier or maybe are hiding in some other way. 
And actually the stone giant that's across the river entirely conceals himself behind this stony outcropping. Mm. Red, it's your turn. Do I lose sight of him? You have no targets visible. He's in full cover? That's correct. Ah, can I roll perception? You absolutely can. That's a 21. Ah, you do. It's a small target, but you see one of the stone giant's knees sticking out from behind this cairn, ah. this burial cairn. So you have I a target, was but it is very small. once, the giant says. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Until I took an arrow to the knee. Um, uh, cool. Then I'll attack him. Sneaky-like. Yeah, like. do it. You fucker. Uh, the giant ape like sees the knee and he points. He looks at you in the tree. You don't see it. Absolutely you don't. See don't. Shit. Oh, okay. You have to roll your own perception. I was just doing it really for the humor. He's like jumping, pointing at his knee. I hate humor. We will have none of it on this show. What? It's illegal. Yes. Yes, Miss DM. Thank you. Yes, Mrs. DM. <laughs> 50 push ups. That's a seven. To hit? Yeah. No. You. Getting all the bad rules out first, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, 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 get them all out. Uh, yeah, no, man. I'm I'm rolling balls tonight. That's 15. It's too small a target, and you're too far away. We do man. play in this, uh, you know, game called Dice Shame. Feel free right. to shame that dice. None of them time. are ones. You know what, Alex? It's very true. Uh, Keep that in they, mind. But, but all, you're not wrong. You know, you've rolled before that have been pretty Jack, crappy. it's your turn. I should say two more. Jack. Reaches into his pouch and pulls out one of the silver Celamorn berries that we got uh, as a gift and munches down on it, turning himself invisible. Genius. And continues wandering through the woods towards generally the, the area of the creek. Two sneaky-as-fuck wizards start a solo mission heading... Two solo missions. <laughs> it's a double solo mission. That's how you know it's good. Double header solo. And uh, you barely perceive the footsteps of Endazar quietly trekking beside you, trying not to catch the attention of these stone giants. Kraloth, what do you do? Kraloth sees Jack go invisible and relatively quietly, in just a normal speaking voice, he says, don't stray too far away from me, otherwise I can't heal you if you go down. Then Kraloth is going to hoist his backpack and he runs 30 feet towards Ape Doran. And as soon as he gets within range, he's going to activate his balloon and rise up so that he can grab onto Doran's hairy back. Yeah. And he's going to brace himself there and say, we're in this together, Doran. I got your back. Literally. <laughs> I did this all for that pun. <laughs> Doran's letting out these giant ape laughs. There's something on my back. Let me toss it. <laughs> it's not my turn. It's not my turn yet. Anyways, I'm just. It, it is your turn. If Kralos done, then that's all we got. Doran gives like a thumbs up. You know, after you climb on my back. Did you just give me the finger? <laughs> what the hell, Doran? I'm still out of range. So Doran moves up and climbs down the cliff. Make an athletics check. Um, that's going to be a 25. You're great. You you move as fast as you would on even ground because of your ape-like athletic abilities. Ah, sweet. How does that cairn look? Does it look um, smashable? 
Yeah, depends on the implement that you would be using. I wouldn't say smashable with like a baseball bat, but smashable with a stone giant fist for sure. Or a giant boulder thrown by a giant ape, perhaps. Yeah, you could do some damage potentially. Hey, Doran, see if you can take out his cover. Ape Doran standing now on the river's edge, having climbed down the embankment, um, wields the giant rock that he's holding, aims it at the cairn that he knows the giant is hiding behind, and he whips the rock at the cairn, hoping to, like, you know, basically destroy it or move it, do something. For sure. Roll to hit. So you're rolling with disadvantage, right? I roll a roll of three, so 12. Yeah, you hit. Nice. Oh, thank goodness. You hit a big pile of rocks with another rock. He couldn't hit the broad side of the rock pile. How much damage do you do? 76 plus 6. Are you kidding me? That's crazy. Nice. It's a big ass ape. 37 damage to the rock. Nice. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you land a good hit right around the top center of this cairn, and you blow the top right off, exposing this crouching stone giant who looks alarmed at their hiding place having been crouching revealed. giant hidden in stone that's, dragon that's right <laughs> there's like yeah i just picture like the dust and the and the rocks cracking you know like that's such a powerful visual cracked rocks mm-hmm. <laughs> crouching door and hidden stone giant yes we'll get there one day there that you works. go that works better yeah Although Dorn's not crouching either. I don't no. know. It's there. There's a joke there. Crouching giant apefish <laughs> Doran. No. It's the stone giant's turn. Um, he stands up fully exposed now. He lost his pants in the accident. I was just going to say. erect. He's hey. rock hard, as it were. Oh. <laughs> so many good puns today. I know, I know. And let me see... He's going to stride forward now boldly into the river. Boldly. Boulderly. To pray, studying about that. Isn't that a 25-foot drop? Yeah, I rolled athletics. Right. I rolled worse than you, and I did better than you. How does that sound? Ouch. <laughs> They're very, very, very athletic. Oh, okay. Stone. These stone giants look like Olympians. Yeah, that's right, eh? They're extremely... Lithe and muscular looking. Got a very Grecian vibe. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, carved by David himself. By David? Michelangelo. The giant picks up a huge river rock and hurls it overhead with both hands at you, Doran. This rock must weigh like 400 pounds. It's massive. Oh, Jesus. 24 to hit you. Oh, fuck. Of course it does. But remember, you're just a big sack of free hit points. Roll a strength saving throw. I'm going to roll this giant dice. That's what I should do. Nice. You take 31 points of damage. I rolled a 10 total. So This rock hits you straight in the face, April, and you fall into the water. Kraloth also falls into the water with you. Oh, no. But you are then pulled back aloft by your balloon pack. Uh-huh. So now you are basically directly in front of the stone giant without the cover of Ape Doran as he is lying there. I think I just invented a life preserver. Red, it's your turn. All right. I have swapped out my usual dice that I've been rolling with for the past uh, 50 games at What least. were you using? I was using the dice that Hummingbird Dice had sent, and I was using my little Dragon Corp dice. Both great companies. But I have officially swapped them out for this battle. 
because they haven't been as terrible as shame. They're not ready to go into the bin. But I have brought out my gemstone and glass die. Because I feel like that is appropriate. High risk, high reward. Well, not only that, I feel like rolling with something that is stone, essentially, or at least, you know, well, yeah, gemstone. Better karma, right? Has, has the right vibe going on. So here we go. And I'm also going to use advantage on this because someone needs to take down this fuck. Here we go. First roll. 18 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Yeah. Hey. Nice. 27 damage. Hey, excellent. Wow. That's a hefty hit. And the second hit would be a 21 to hit. That hits. Hey. Nice. That is 27 damage again. Whoa. It's 27 damage for two meaty hits as Red gets in the game. Jack, it's your turn. Doran didn't see it because he has his face in the mud. Jack is going to carefully approach the edge of this cliff and inch himself down to the bottom on his bum. Uh, to get sort of standing in the sand and take all his movement to sort of scooch invisibly down towards the edge of the water. Heroically. Heroic scooching. Uh-huh. He's concentrating so hard to keep Ape Doran in, as Ape Doran. It, it doesn't come easy. <laughs> take me to the river. Bump. Bump, bump. Yeah, and I think Kieran's going to run over and sort of be... Nice. ...doing the same to get down the cliff. Sounds good. From out of nowhere at the edge of the... Forest, three missiles fly toward the stone giant. Andy! I was like, what? I thought it was Jack's turn. A wizard's in this fight? Nine damage. Kraloth, what happens next? So Kraloth sees this, this stone giant eyeing him down as he's hovering in the air with his balloon pack. Mm-hmm. And... A look of realization dawns over Kraloth, but he's prepared for this. He's in the air. He is flying right now, and it is his opportunity to protect his friends. He gets his hand ready on the drawstring of his backpack, and he prepares to dodge any rocks that fly at him. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, as a bonus action, he's going to cast Spiritual Weapon, and within 60 feet... Right next to this stone giant, a spectral scythe forms in the air and takes a slice at its knee. How cool would it be if you could cast it to appear inside of the creature? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. It's like a lightsaber inside. A little bit it just of, kind of cuts them up. Uh, 24 points to hit. Hmm. Interesting verbiage. <laughs> yeah, 24 hits. <laughs> That's my first time. Uh, okay. <laughs> this is my Red first time set. playing D&D. Uh, it's going to take six points of damage. Owie! You cleave off one of the giant's belly hairs. Oh, I was aiming uh, for his knee! Yeah. Stupid scythe! <laughs> Grow a brain! Doran, it's your it, turn. It like turns back towards you and shrugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doran is not too concerned about moving so he stands up taking as much movement as he needs and he picks up the giant rock that the giant just threw at him and lifts it in sort of a similar manner and whips it back across the river at the giant's face hey you're within 50 feet now uh what does that mean (laughs) you don't roll with disadvantage it just means (laughs) right right Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, do I get to advantage because of that? Uh, that would be a 17 to hit? Question mark? No. Oh. oh. 18's the number. 18's the number. And I think I only have one. You only have one rock. One rock. Yep. 
the stone giant wades through the river. It's it's not that deep, but uh, it slows his steps a little bit. Unfortunately, not enough to keep him from getting right up on you, Doran. He pulls back a great club and tries to strike you twice. Mm. I like the idea of him like just creating a great club with his stone abilities. Mm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Stone club. 25 to hit you. Oh, yeah. Oof. Too many dice. That's, you can take some dice out. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you don't need to roll them all. Them all. Yeah, roll half that's okay, Joe. <laughs> you guys are so kind to me. We try. 19 damage. Okay. And 22 to hit you. Yeah, also hits. 23 damage. Okay. The other two giants have rounded the corner of the far side of the burial mound and are approaching, but in between movements are seeking cover behind rock formations and other cairns. Check in. Red, your turn. Red fires at the one that we've been engaging. Mm Mm-hmm. Bring this fucker to its knees. Oh, my God. That's a miss for my first one. No. Let's try the other stone die. Here we go. No. No, dear. Uh, Come on. Uh, My stone giant. You got this, Red. Let's do it. My precious stone You said, uh, yeah, no, that's not going to hit. 14. You know better. Damn. You know better. I know. I have rolled some serious rocks in some games, and tonight I am rolling serious shit. This is a bad game to roll shit. I know. It is a very bad game to roll shit. Jack, it's your game. It is a very bad game. Uh, Well, to roll shit. Is Jack going to go postal now, or uh, is it too early for Jack to go postal? No. No, I I mean, I I think it's in Jack's best interest to stay out of way to get the most out of all these Doran hit points that we got. Like, you know. That's right. So we know where Kieran wants to be. Kieran is like nipping at the heels of this giant, doing everything he can to like tug at his loincloth to give him just a little bit off balance. Anything he can do to give Aww. Doran an advantage on these two fists. So Kieran's like yapping and Coppertone baby style. Ooh. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's right in My there. Dick. <laughs> you know, Kieran, Kieran Kieran leaps unafraid. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jack, terrified of stone giants, will. Um, Slip into the water and with the power of the ring of swimming, move just ever so gently gliding through the water, making it halfway across the river. Nice. Excellent. Quiet as an invisible duckling. Yeah. Kraloth, it's your turn. Uh, Okay. Kraloth reaches forward and grabs some of Doran's back hair and and pulls himself in, pats him on the back and says, How you doing, buddy? (laughs) Kraloth senses that Ape Doran isn't doing as hot as he could be. And he's going to use a spell that uh, he specially prepared today uh, called Life Transference. Lice, life transference? Lice transference. He rubs his head <laughs> on the hairy ape's back. <laughs> Lice transference. Is this the first time the podcast has seen life transference? This is the first time the podcast has seen life transference. What yeah. does it do? I've never used it, it before. So uh, I'm going to sacrifice some of my health to mend Doran. 
And what does that look like? Is that a good idea? Yeah, yeah, it is. I think it might be necromancy. It is necromancy, yeah. You used a bunch of necromancy wow. for a guy who doesn't like the undead. Yeah. Hey, well, I mean, it's about the balance. It's about death. That's right. And necromancy is the it's the magic of death, not That's undeath right. necessarily. Well, I mean, it can be undeath, yeah. but death in Keep general. Keep telling so yourself that. I got to kill yeah. myself a little so that Doran can live. It's a very balancing thing. Kraloth takes 22 points of damage as his life essence is sucked away from him. Doran, you're going to heal 44 points of damage. 44, whoa. This sense of cold washes over him as some of his life essence is drained out of him and is channeled into Doran. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now I'm back up to 128 hit points. Perfect. That's what I like to hear. Thank you, Kraloth. Thank you, Justin. The ape giant that you're holding on to the back of suddenly feels stronger and stands up straighter as if something were coursing through his veins. Something magical and... Mystical. Mystical. And tastes a little like Kraloth. Very soulful. This yeah. life feels a There's little a bit, bit of like great. Like, does I wonder if it has a flavor? Oh, taste biscuits. There's like a hint of jasmine to the feeling. <laughs> yeah. you, know? you get the Just, taste uh, of blueberries in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. scones. <laughs> what do you do, Doran? It's your turn now. Doran is going to do the two the ape two fist thing. That uh, the first one with advantage. Ape Kieran's helping attacks. He pounds on his chest and then <laughs> attacks the giant. With a 21 to hit. Oh. I should say so. Very nice. Doing Smash him dead. 3d10. So 26 damage, points of damage. Nice. For the first punch. <laughs> and then coming in with the strong right hook. That means that's a 28 to hit. For your second one? Yeah. Yeah. So then it's going to do. Just use the die roller on roll 20. Oh, good. It does bad mass and everything. Uh, 26 <laughs> more damage. The bed mass and everything? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Okay. Like, Brackets. Nice. This bed mass and everything. Exponents. <laughs> well, how do you know? It's not like division. 3D 16, right? <laughs> Arithmetic or additions. So this is... Here we are. I got Oh, there. okay. He's added it in there. 26 damage. Doran, what does it look like when you defeat this stone giant? Yes. Oh. The right hook of the giant ape comes around like a train coming around the corner of a mountain and knocks this giant in the face, literally knocking its head off like a boulder off a cliff. And as he watches the head go flying off into the river, the only thing he can think of is the tip of Danton's peak and the redemption he is seeking and finding in this battle. Cool. Sweet. Nice. Rock and roll. The body of the stone giant crumbles and falls into the stream with a splash. It's so distracting that you almost don't notice when a stone giant pulls itself up out of the ground behind you, Doran. <gasps> oh, no. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It reaches out to touch you, Kraloth. Okay. Make a constitution saving throw. No. <laughs> well, 
What? That's the end of the podcast, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for today. Social contract is broken. We are done. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it has been a wonderful journey. Thank you so much. Nice shame we'll never return. All right. <sighs> What'd you roll? An 11. Oh, oh, Justin. The stone giant touches you, Kraloth, and spreading out from your skin... From the point that you are touched, gray granite, and you are petrified. No! Jesus. The giant grabs you, Kraloth, and adheres you to his chest. Kraloth, no! once again to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Christopher Ryan Evans, Merlin, Mitchell Cadwell, Ashley and JB, Michael and Brianna Weber, Colin Burkhart, Daniel, Doug, Jessica Orrit, Jonah Goldman, and Mari Kaneski. See you soon! Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.